You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm your host, Aquania Escarnet. Before we hop into this week's episode, I want to share with you an awesome update. I did a pretty big thing recently. I partnered with She Can Work. It's an online school that teaches women to build and maintain wealth. We help women achieve their long-term and short-term financial goals and impact their future through building a legacy. The platform officially launches in January 2022, and I've been um, chosen to be a live course instructor, and I'm also going to have some pre-recorded courses on the platform, too. I'm going to focus on life insurance, of course, as well as smart goals and budgeting. I'm super excited about She Can Work because the founder and CEO, Tierra Abu, is a big thinker. She's also a member of my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta, and she is so inspiring. Ever since we first met, I've been moved by her mission, her enthusiasm, her passion for women and building wealth is so amazing. I know that together we're going to change the lives of millions of women worldwide. And I'm super excited to announce that we have our flagship course ready and out for you to take. It's called Writing a New Money Story. And I think this is so essential to anyone who is looking to reframe their mindset around money and to change their relationship with money. Because before you can build real wealth, you have to wrap your head around what is impacting your current relationship with money. So if you have a second, please check out the course, Writing a New Money Story. The link is in the show notes, or you can also check out thepurposeofmoney.com slash money story, thepurposeofmoney.com slash money story. It'll give you my money story as well as some more information about the course. And I definitely think you need to check it out or share it with anyone else that you think would benefit. But without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm super excited today because on the show, I have Chef Carrie Heron, who is a content queen and lifestyle consultant who is bringing good food, wellness, and a lifestyle brand to everyone across the globe. She is currently living in Aruba and we had the pleasure of meeting each other when I went to the Happy Island, but she has lived in several countries, becoming an award-winning chef, also a radio and TV personality and the host of Thrive with Carrie. She has a wonderful story. We're going to talk about how she built wealth after divorce, and as a single mom has managed to maximize and monetize her talents and has the power to never give up. Because honestly, Carrie is Oprah Winfrey, B. Smith, and Martha Stewart in one, a woman led by the Holy Spirit with the amazing ability to bring families and friends together over good meals and quality time. Carrie, welcome to the Purpose of Money podcast. How are you doing today? So happy to be with you. Thank you for having me at Crimea. Yes, this is such a pleasure because we had a great time together in Aruba. And I have to be honest, you were one of the best chefs I've ever hired for my family vacations. 
but you are more than a chef. So use this time now to tell my listeners more about the woman behind Carrie and your lifestyle brand. Well, you know, I start, I, I moved into this space almost accidentally. Um, I started, I was born, bred and fed in Jamaica. So I'm a Caribbean girl through and through. And I, my premier background is actually in communication. And so I started out learning those arts, doing that, um, developing those skills. And so that was really the foundation. But I've always loved food. And I moved from the Caribbean. I went to Turks and Caicos. And then I moved to the United Arab Emirates to Dubai to get married to my ex-husband. And one of the things that brought us together, apart from the fact that we were very close friends, was that he was an executive. He was a chef. And it was a food or passion for food as well that was, you know, was rather, rather exciting. And I created the brand Chef and Steward in Dubai. And it was a merger of our interests and our skills. And it was really about helping people, serving people the good life. Because I found that food was a really great way to create a common denominator, even in situations where people are coming from very different angles, speaking different languages, it's like the tone of Babel, you know, not being able to understand each other. But the common language that we have as human beings is that of sitting, breaking bread, eating together. So food for me is not just a means to an end, but it's also a passage to be able to help people to find, build connections and to build and strengthen relationships. So I use food to do those things. I love it. I love it. And you've built a growing business. Uh, Chef and Steward is celebrating 10 years and five countries being a mom and going through a divorce. So you said that you launched your business in Dubai when you were married to your husband. What was it like for you as an entrepreneur to have to transition to running it alone and going through a divorce at the same time? Well, Chef and Steward was really, uh, it was, it, the brand was worth it, was, but it was one person who was always doing the work behind the scenes anyway. So that part hadn't changed. But in terms of the positioning, I found that I had to ease myself, you know, reconfigure the positioning um, in terms of Chef and Steward, because as it started out, he was a chef and he had become an executive chef during the duration of our marriage as well. And I was a steward. So when, when that chef position was no longer there, then what, what happens? What, what, what becomes, so and it's, this, it's this existential crisis that we have, even when we get married, as well as when we uncouple in divorce, because everything changes. So what is chef and steward? What is, what is the whole thing about? And um, so I had to, to look at what it is that the brand meant. Um, and I created this brand it was created with, with, with all the right intentions. And, do you know, at the point when we started, because this is our 10th year anniversary at Cranium. Um, so Shep and Sarah started at the point where I actually had a miscarriage. And it was the vehicle that helped me to get through that process. It was a creative process. And also it was from Chef and Stu that I was able to get contracts in Dubai working with Tabula, the largest kitchen and table um, fine retailer. It's like the William Sonoma or the Bloomingdale's um, kit of, kitchen department of the Middle East. And so I had directed marketing 
for them as well. I had um, things like Martha Stewart coming to the store and we had live tweets and so on. Um, that was like 10 years ago, to, you know, like that was wonderful. So you have all of these things. How do you adjust that now in from plural to singular? So a lot of things I had to look at, and that's one of the great things about actually going and developing my skills and getting trained as a coach. And I did that really to coach myself because leadership is really about leading yourself first and then, then because once you become the example, then others can follow suit. So I, I, I went and I invested heavily in Dubai to become a certified coach as well as an NLP practitioner because I wanted to get the skills to be able to carve my own. And so one of the things I did was I looked at what Jeff and Stuart really meant and how it would transition from that plural to that singular. And the, the, the mission still continues. The work still continues. I mean, do we give up simply because life changes? No, we, we move on. And, 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 and that's the essence of this thing. No matter how hard it gets, as long as there's life, there's hope. I love that. As long as there's life, there's hope. That's beautiful. And I agree with you. And I know that you have some other motivation. You are a mom. So how does your son feel about you running your lifestyle brand? I've even seen on social where he sometimes helps you cook in the kitchen. But what other valuable lessons are you teaching him as a mom who is also an entrepreneur? I'm teaching him about money. I'm teaching him about wealth. And that's mindful. Um, if I'm doing something and there's there's money to be collected, I, I let him collect the money. I want him to be able to hold the money, to receive the money. And if there's change to be given, I want him to put the change away. I also give him, he, so he knows. In fact, what was really very interesting, and this is the power of being the example to children rather than teaching them the skills. I heard him say to somebody who had lost his job, did you ever think that you don't have to look for in the pandemic? Did you ever think that you don't have to be looking for a job that you could actually create your own job at seven years old? In fact, he probably was six at the time. Not coming from me, but it's what wow. he had witnessed his mother doing, the ingenuity, the ability to actually create work and get paid in the process. So yes, he, he is my biggest why. And that's one thing I think that motherhood gives. Motherhood gives us a different kind of motivation. You know, when our kids need us in a specific kind of way, we have to. We have to. I mean, the ability, the God-given ability, the Proverbs thirty-one ability to show up in the ways that it really matters to our children, and so we just have to step into those roles. And so, yes, he has been learning about wealth, learning about generating income, learning about. I'm teaching him also about saving money. So he wants to give, sometimes he wants to give me money. Do you have enough money for that? All of these things. And I said, listen, I don't want your money now. I want you to, I'm giving you money now. When I give you money, that money is for you to invest. When you invest your money, he says he wants a puppet. He wants to buy a puppet. He wants to buy a puppet for his friends, which is this new toy. That's. I said, what, what about you investing in the puppet company and becoming an owner of the puppet company as opposed to you wanting to buy, 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 buy. So the whole, I'm teaching him that money because a lot of parents give kids um, money for buying things or buying candy. I give him money to teach him to save, to invest. 
I'm still going to start now, just going to start teaching him how to actually be able to spend a little bit on himself so that there's a little bit of balance. But the, prim the primary relationship I wanted to cement with him was the ability to invest, to put it aside, to, 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 to get joy from seeing money accumulate rather than looking at the emptiness, <laughs> you know, from month to month. So yeah, these are the things that motivate me. I absolutely love that. I love the tips for how you're educating him about money and keeping him involved in the business. I tell people all the time, the, the way that you can really get your children to understand wealth and entrepreneurship is to put them in the center of it all. What, let them see you working, let them see you operate and give them small roles that they can accomplish so that they feel like they contributed to the family's success. I also appreciate what you said about encouraging him to have balance between saving and investing while he spends a little bit too. I think kids definitely need to learn the importance of spending money because you don't want them to feel like they can't live, they can't can't use the money they work so hard to get. But at the same time, when you balance it with saving and investing, there's a gratification process that they learn, you know, learning how to be delayed in some time so that you can have more at the end of the journey. So that's really important. And the earlier you do that, the better, because I noticed a lot of kids today, they want it now, they want it yesterday, and they're not used to waiting. They don't really understand the value in working hard to accomplish something because so much is just readily available. The internet, you just Google it and the answer is there, you know, and that's just not how life works. So those are amazing, amazing techniques that you're using with your son. I want to pivot a little bit to talk about your lifestyle brand and how your amazing website, I, I went to it, I look at the food, I get hungry, but then I also just feel you in everything that's there, video, the pictures, because I know you're a photographer too, you're just a creative being. Um, how did you really transition your business to market it to bigger brands. I want to give some tips to some of my listeners who are struggling to understand how do they take their blog and turn it into a lifestyle blog that other businesses would like to invest in? Well, that's a really great question. And because I started out in communication and I started out in marketing, I was I already had agency side um, branding experience and public relations and marketing. Um, as well as brand side, working within the brand. Um, so I was able to understand both and coming as well from journalism, understanding how to deal with media, how to position for all of those things. So the first thing I did when I created Chef and Steward was, it was a portfolio for me to display my skills, my skills in writing, my skills in photography. And from then I pitched to two publications in the UAE, the Gulf News publication and Halish Times. And I got, um, the, both editors were interested in, in actually having me on board as, uh, as a contributor um, for a food and lifestyle column, which I had named when, when hunger strikes, which is like, you know, tongue in cheek when hunger strikes. And, um, and, one gave me one I wanted a weekly um, column so I signed with Hogi Stein because they were offering it to me weekly 
And so I did that for seven years. And what that did was it allowed me to create credibility in a, in, in, in a journalistic context in a new territory. I already had established um, journalistic integrity in the Caribbean, having been in media since I was 16 and, you know, president of the International Association of Business Communicators by 27 and all those things. But this was a new territory, territory to me. I was a woman of color who was not known by anybody but myself and my ex-husband at the time. And so I put my work out there and allowed my work to speak for my for itself. And we also had a very small but very close um, food blogging community. And so what that happened, what, once that happened, and then I started approaching brands because then, so it was a step where I had the blog to, to show the display of the, because I was applying for jobs, nobody was responding. It was the middle of the, that's when the crash had just hit 2009 in, in the UAE. And people were leaving cars at the airport in droves and just leaving on their bills running from, from being locked up in, in debtor's prison. So I had just arrived. Everybody was clamping down. I had to show people who I was as opposed to just talk about what I could do. And that's what the blog created, that open door for people to see my portfolio that was in live and in living color in ways that I could not portray it in a resume. Once I got the column, then what I did was I reached out to, I was the one who approached Tavola first. And I approached them as a consultant. And after six months of working with me, I helped to redefine their whole um, digital marketing. Because then by then I had experience in blogging and digital marketing plus all of the experience that I had coming in with communication and so on and marketing and so I completely rebranded their online force and helped to, to market and position them as a foodie haven of the Middle East and that was so successful that after six months they were like listen Carrie we need you on board full term and so they brought me on board so that's that was the first thing so the first association was a consultancy then they took me on, on board and then my blogs started to get in the background because I was busy building their brand. And while I was doing that, I was happy to do that because I was happy to be able to actually feel because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a working girl, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to feel like I'm adding value and my talents and skills and education that I've spent a lot of time and effort in are being used effectively. But I also realized that I was building somebody else's brand again. Again, I've worked on so many international brands by this point, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, so banks, all different things, telecoms, um, international communications and telecoms brands, and fast-moving consumer goods, all of these things. And I'm like, but it's still not mine. I mean, I, I want my own baby. And so what I've now come to do is to realize that I need to figure out what Shiffenstead wants to do. And then find brand associations that help that will help Chef and Stewart do what Chef and Stewart wants to do while still positioning the brands that where they want to go as well. So you have to find brands that have synergy with yours. So I don't I don't go and integrity and and uh, integrity and credibility mean everything to me. And that's from my journalistic background. Ethics is everything. So I don't go and do something that I can't stand behind. If I can't stand behind it, no bubble. No, not for a dollar. I'm not selling my Gucci dress for cheap China prices, neither. So I'm not, I will do stuff for free. I believe in corporate social responsibility, but it is my right to decide when I want to engage in charity activities 
doing work for exposure <laughs> with brands who are getting paid is not it for me, darling. <laughs> so no, I don't work for free as well. And a lot of people approach you and ask you to do stuff for free. It depends. If it's in a magazine where you're getting, or, or a publication where you're getting exposure, then that, that makes sense. In terms of when I say exposure, in terms of literally you're being you you're being your work is being used in a feature, then that makes sense to some extent, um, but not all the time. Just depends on the context. So I approach different brands. Just yesterday, I started a con um, just this month a new partnership with Do It Center, Do It Best, and that's also a great synergy with my lifestyle brand because they do everything from food to home from renovation to, to, to um, groceries, to decoration and everything. And I'm, I'm, I've signed a content deal for the next six months with them because I was able to show them what I do, how I've done it, who I've done it with, um, the brands I've worked with in the past. And I have a track record that speaks for itself. And we cannot be intimidated to present. I've, I've done so many presentations. I've gotten so many doors closed in my face. I find I need to make that abundantly clear. I've, I'm operating still in a foreign country as an expatriate. And there are so many things that people don't trust about foreigners because they don't know you. They, they, they don't know you. They don't trust you, especially in a space as small as Aruba, where people tend to go with people who they know or who their grandmothers or cousins know and so on. So, but you can't, you can't allow the nose to stop you because every door that's closed only leads you closer, one step closer to a door that will open. So you have to have that indefatigable desire to really actualize the vision that God has given you for yourself and for your life and for your business. Amen to that. I can't agree with you more because you only need one yes. Like you can have all these no's with that one yes could propel your business to the next level. And you mentioned how you were consistent. You utilized your expertise and education to really level yourself in a position where you could take advantage of brand partnerships, opportunities, and then prove to everyone that you were worth the investment. And I love the fact that you talked about using your blog and your website to build credibility. I talk about that a lot and there's more than one way to do it. Some of my clients will build credibility through writing a book or coaching and getting testimonials from individuals who work with them. There's so many ways that you can build your credibility, but once you have the proof, use that to your advantage to attract more successful partnerships. So thank you for sharing those tips because I think that's really helpful for my entrepreneurs listening today. And it's also good for me. I do have one quick follow-up question though. When it comes to you, you have the background in education and communications, but if someone doesn't have that expertise offhand, do you recommend that an entrepreneur invest in hiring several people to fill these same roles? Or is there another way they should go about it? Like say uh, prioritization, if you are on a budget and you can't hire everyone at the same time, where do you start? That's a good question. It depends on really where the, where, where the kings are. Um, and that's, that's, that's also one of the things I bring to my coaching as well. Like I'm, I'm able to help people in so many fundamentally different ways. And I don't do a lot of coaching because it's not necessarily the, the foundation, the complete element of my business, but it's a desire in me to, to teach. It's, it's like a calling to teach and to be a mentor to others as well. But yes, if, 
if you need to speak your way to success and your and your tongue is tied, sometimes you need to help somebody to untie that tongue. You know, so we have to be able to gauge where it is that the needs are and to be able to actualize. Another thing I want to also point out, and this is very important, especially for those of us who are operating small businesses, is the power of community and the power of barter. If we can find really great groups of people with complementary skills and do for each other, barter or skills for each other. So for example, somebody is, is, is great in one area, somebody is great in another area. So we're building each other. So the barter could be, it could be a trade work with cash, but it could also be a trade with services so that we're able to help and build. And that's one of the things that I feel that we, we ought to look into much more as well um, as a creative way of making investments in companies where we're financially strapped. So we want to improve our skills, but where hands are tied in terms of the finances, how can we help each other to do so together? Because you may have what I need and I, you have what I need. And so we can, you know. I definitely do. And I, I've learned so much through my network. I've even found opportunities through my network because there's also the possibility that your network will lead you to paying business. So then you can pay the person you really want to work with. So sometimes we have to get creative and have those conversations and be transparent about what we need. I tell people all the time, people can't help you if they don't know what you need. And so you have to be in the circles talking about what's most important to you, your business, and even where your shortfalls are, and then allow that network to come to serve you. And in the same sense, you need to serve them. So if other people in the community make the same ask and you can help them, extend a helping hand. So I love that because I have gained so many referrals in my business from life insurance to partnerships or even podcast guests because I've been very vocal in my community where I'm like, I need this, I need that. Like when I first started this podcast, I didn't know how to get started. But in my network, I had a podcast guru who was ahead of me in the game and she knew exactly how to get started and who to work with. And she even was one of my first guests. So shout out to Danielle Desir, the host of The Thought Card, because she is now my business bestie. And we met at a conference, right? And so in the beginning, our relationship was purely let's get to know each other and let's network together. So we even went to a networking event and we divided and conquered. And then we came back together and was like, who did you meet? Who did you meet? Let's exchange their cards, information, and even pitch them if they are better suited uh, content creator for you. Because at the time I had a much larger freelance writing business. And so we traded freelance writing contacts because there were some people she met that I would be a good fit for. And there were people I met that she would be a good fit for. And I feel like women need to understand, especially that it's, it's collaboration, it's cooperation over competition, right? So let's collaborate, let's really build each other up. And so we all win because there's enough money, there's enough people, there are enough customers. There is no reason why we cannot come up together, right? So you are, you are, you're taking me <laughs> to church preaching today. <laughs> I always got to drop a little word when I hear like, wait, Absolutely. this is a great moment. Absolutely. Yes. Because 
And I think that that's, that's the key thing that's actually stopping many of us from being able to scale because we need each other to kind of, it's like, it's like that moment where the crab's in the barrel <laughs> and then we could, we could all stay there or we could all decide that we're going to link arms and help one person out and they're going to continue to pull and then we all get to come out because we're all linked arm in arm and out. And that might sound very utopian and quite, you know, bohemian or whatever. Though. But I also believe that there's value in it. When we realize that your what you have been imprinted with is not something that I could ever hope to actually take or possess. But neither is what I carry something that anybody else can possess. So if there's something uniquely great for you and there are people for you to reach then I don't need to be threatened by it. you need to be, don't need to be threatened by me and we actually really 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 do great things when we're able to be confident enough in what God has poured in us so that we can help others because listen to me I've gotten a lot of clients through people paid clients as just you just as you just said through people with whom I have done barters with. Because it's in the bartering process that they've been able to witness, like, my goodness, but you're really, really, really brilliant at this. And I've just seen a complete transformation and a mind shift set. And wow, that's amazing. I have friends. I've got to get my tribe in on this because I want my tribe to be able to go where I'm going. So I'm leveling up and bringing them with me. You're, you're great. And so this is what happens. So we have to be willing to be able to be a resource to each other. Yes, yes. Sis, I love it. And that's why I'm so glad we had this conversation on the podcast today because I have to even say my line sister introduced me to you. Uh, my line sister and I met in college, but lived in Dubai at the same time. And I didn't have the pleasure of knowing you when I lived in Dubai. But no, when we I were there together. A, yeah, we were there together, but I never met you. But it wasn't our time. That's what I say. It wasn't our time. But when I went into my line sister's Facebook group um, for traveling black women, I put a post and said, anyone know chefs in Aruba? I'm planning a family vacation and I really don't want to cook on vacation. And she immediately sent your name, Instagram profile and raved about you. And the rest is history, right? You created wonderful meals for my family over a holiday vacation that was absolutely memorable. My family is now hooked. You've done it. Now they always want a chef on vacation and I sort of have to balance out expectations. <laughs> but I do love the touch and I love the, the ability that you were able to bring your culture and a little bit of local culture, taste and flavor into our kitchen. So now it's my favorite part of the show because the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. So I always ask my guests my signature question, what is your purpose for money? It's to create freedom. It's to create the freedom to be able to not only tell my money where to go and what to do, but to be able to be a greater resource where, where I see that, because the same thing I just talked about, about you know people being on the verge, just so many people with promise, people who have something special that certainly she doesn't 
and they're working hard and you want to be able to say, hey, sis, you working on this? What's your mortgage? Okay, here's six months mortgage payment. Good. You know what I mean? Go do it. Go do it. Um, or so it's, it's, it's the ability to, you, you're able to give more when you're able to have more. And I, I also teach my son a lot about giving as well. And this is, I'm also not teaching him that even in the process of giving, you also have to be able to build wealth in order to give, to give more. So you can't just give everything you have. So it's really the freedom that I want to have. And so that's also why I'm focused now on scaling my business because I cannot operate it as a single mother. I only have 24 hours in the day and I have a child to raise and I've got a person to take care of my whole self. <laughs> so like, for example, I now have my, my online cooking classes that your line sister took here in Aruba. I'm now offering those as corporate team building classes. So, so corporate teams as well as B2B and B2C um, clients could be booked for these, these classes as well. And I'm going to also be offering courses online as well because we have to be able to scale in order to be able to build not only my own wealth and my generational wealth, but being able to be that much more of a greater help in the community. Well, I can't give wealth in terms of money. I give wealth in terms of service and myself. And so it is from the purpose of really seeing people maximize what it is that God has poured into them. Absolutely beautiful. One of my best answers. So this is your opportunity to let my listeners know where can they find you? How can they follow Chef and Stewart? Drop all your handles and your website, please. Absolutely. I'm Chef and Stewart everywhere. Chef and Stewart. On, on, except on Clubhouse where I'm at Carrie Heron. The blog is chefandstewart.com. You can book online cooking classes for groups, for family reunions, for your B2B, B2C clients get people together from differing countries from all over the world or all over the United States, wherever you are, together safely, um, reunite the relationships because, you know, in long distance relationships, sometimes you don't feel a passion anymore. And that's what one year of being apart, one and a half years during this pandemic has done to our business relationships. So these cooking classes are a way for you to come together and have fun, dance you know, creates a little jam and so on and so forth. And then when you cook together, you can't, you can't hate the person anymore because you cook and eat with them. So it's, it's, it's team building that doesn't feel forced. So it feels really good and authentic. And so you can book those classes at chefandsteward.com as well. And you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on, I mean, on a TikTok. I'm ticking talking over here. And at Chef and Steward everywhere even. So, Yeah. Love it. Guys, don't forget to check it out. Chef and Steward is everywhere, but I will make sure to drop all the links in the show notes. As usual, if you love this podcast episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. And I definitely want you to share it with anyone who could benefit from the content. Until next time, keep building generational wealth. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.